If you can stop talking for 10 seconds, that would be fantastic. You want to hit the start timer on there? You want to hit... You want to start podcasting, genius? So you know what, Biff? I've just given up on working out. I've just thrown in the towel. I've given up on working out. Oh, really? You know, I've come to the conclusion cremation is the only way I'm going to have a hot body. <laughs> you know something, Shock? This is Biff. I've always thought you were the funniest person on the podcast. That is uh, Biff's personal opinion <laughs> of Jacques on the podcast. Hey, oh, uh, is there a second joke? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Biff. Yeah. What's, what's the best part about? I, I said yeah because I answer to my name, Biff. <laughs> hey, Biff. What's the best part of llamas doing improv? I can't imagine, but I hope there's a funny answer. The spit takes. <laughs> spit takes you know you know you always said joe was the funny one but i i disagree i think it's you i think it's you and this is biff saying this (laughs) hello everybody and welcome to carnival personnel podcast this is your pal jacques and this of course (laughs) is joe hi i've psyched you all out at the beginning i didn't want to scare and I wasn't appropriating all right and I didn't do <laughs> accents I did my interpretation of what Biff sounds like and uh, I made it my own yes yeah, sadly uh Biff is just you know underneath a lot of water with work he can't be here it's crushing his soul this is this is the one beacon of hope in his otherwise dark and dismal and miserable life and um no actually he would very much like to be here um he he, always likes spending time with joe packing up the luzium i I get it i get it (laughs) but uh yes he he, like the last couple episodes joe has been and what you know what let you know let's get right to it so joe's joe's you see him it's coming along nice um i I was there just a week ago uh I, I I think we grew as people from from that experience, right? I think you got to witness me have a mini panic attack, and at the absolute most uh, opportune time, <laughs> you know, what's the secret to comedy? They say <laughs> timing, and what better time timing. to have? Oh. What better time <laughs> to have a panic attack when your friend is at the uh, lower end? of a 150 pound television at the top of the stairs yeah we uh we we we, we went to uh to retrieve this this behemoth it's just they they literally don't make tvs like this anymore because the environment said no <laughs> like like that uh technology moved forward except you know we all know those ctr tvs are the old or crts sorry 
You have to have those to play the old system. And Joe had access for one. It just meant, you know, moving it from one location to his car to the new abode, which meant going up one, two, three sets of one, Uh, two, uh, three. uh. Uh, but it's it's an older. Well, how old do you think the house is? Oh gosh, uh, this house is probably uh, close to a hundred, maybe, maybe somewhere in that, like maybe the thirties. I don't know. And so every four steps, they it it starts to turn. So the steps kind of get narrower at one end and wider at the other as you kind of turn, and there's not a lot of wiggle room in between. And this TV. Barely. I, I don't think there was an inch, inch and a half on either side. Uh, and, and you did. You had to lift it certain ways to make those turns, and we're getting it to the top, and it's 150 pounds. But the way it works, the way gravity works is when it's angled, and I'm trying. Anyways, we got it up there. That's the important thing. We, we did it together. Uh, teamwork makes the dream work. And the important thing is Joe instantly sent me – uh, a clip of him playing duck hunt and how happy that made me. It's hard to encapsulate with my limited vocabulary. Jacques, I can't thank you enough for offering, you know, to to move the TV because, you know, I, I brought it up. I think I brought it up on the podcast and then you brought it up more than once to offer to move it over to my uh, new home and uh you know, I we, I was able to carve out the time. The stars aligned, and yes, now I have a nice uh, old CRT to hook up all my old systems to and to look at mostly because I probably won't play it as often. No, I'll, I'll play it. But you know what stinks though? I am really a boob. I am a real doofus because two boobs. No one. That's what Joe, they take us Joe for. Joe is okay. the one boob because I could have just had the movers move my old TV, which. It was about the same size. It was, I think, thirty-two inch TV. Yeah, yeah, and, you, you dropped it, <laughs> and and and, uh, and it had better, like, higher end uh, inputs. Like, it had three inputs. Hey oh, hi oh, I know. <laughs> like, but it, it, like, this has a S video input, which is okay, but the other one had a composite input, which is like one step before HDMI. So you know, the older TV was better, is what I was saying, and I I I gave it away. Except, uh, you know, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm an idiot. I'm a but, fool. But, but Joe, so, Joe, but, but hey, you scored big on the, uh, the, uh, the TV stand. I did, yes. Yeah, you know, the, the Salvation Army find passed. He passed on a forty dollars stand, and he was, he was, he was lamenting what a egregious mistake, maybe the biggest mistake of his life. And then, uh, lo and behold, ends up getting one just as nice uh, for twenty five dollars uh, the next day or the day after. It was the same one. It was. Yeah, it was that for some reason, it was still there a week afterward, and they had moved it and put like to the sticker was off of it so i assume oh somebody must have snagged it or claimed it or whatever and then it was there you know that day when i went to go move the tv with you and i said you know what let me see how much they're asking and then they say 25 and i say sold and now it's up in my house and you know what there weren't that many cockroaches in there so you know (laughs) it was just a couple and you know when there's only two there's that that's it and again this is an old TV stand, which means it wasn't press board. It wasn't balsa wood. It kind of. It's it, kind of it, high. It, 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 it's it, it, like 90s. 
kind of. Well, it was kind of a pain in the ass to get up there, but we've made a blood oath that TV stays. It's the next person. If Joe moves in a year, if Joe moves in five years, that TV is staying where it I'm, is. I'm, I might pull, like, and if it, if it dies, I might do a Jeff Foxworthy and put a new TV on top of the old TV. <laughs> have then, you ever, then I'll have, know I'm a redneck. Have you ever done that? No. Okay. But I mean, you could have done that in the old days with those floor console TVs. That's what we did. Yeah. You know, in Fitchburg, that's all we had. You know, we, we you know, and plus, it was great. I, I went out one day, so this is 89, 90, and I got a couple of those. Dude, gutting those things is harder than you think. And but dangerous. I, <laughs> <laughs> and jumping dangerous. ahead of the story. <laughs> oh, sorry. As, as, look, uh. I'm in my 50s now, and I'm not that bright. Uh, I was in my late teens, and 1,000 percent. I know I was drunk because I was at Fitchburg, <laughs> like I, you know. And I started gutting it, and I wasn't aware of like, oh, you're not supposed to just get a crowbar and start prying the guts out of these things. And uh, I will tell you this much: uh, after the first time, you got blown back from a pop. And your reaction was, I got to get the guys and show them this. <laughs> oh, I thought it was more like the Christopher Titus's dad's, uh, you know, way of teaching a kid not to touch an electrical outlet. Like, you know, no, 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 let him. And <laughs> he won't do that again, will he? And unfortunately, I not only did, it's like, oh, I should get an audience for this. Right. <laughs> this is pre-YouTube. So, A, you couldn't have gone to YouTube to figure out how to properly dismantle the CRT. And B, you couldn't upload the video to YouTube and get, you know, a viral video going. And, and trying to break that glass, dude? Seriously. Like, it's it's pretty impressive like you know how but i, I did i That's got why it. elvis shot out his right know? thank god yeah he the king knew yeah you know he knew what he was doing uh but i ended up like i, I remember this and i even hauled it all the way home to my parents house like you know in the summers and stuff uh it was a big tv stand gutted out that i used to have a plant in it and on top of the tv stand was my tv and then like 10 years later jeff foxworthy comes out with that I'm like oh yeah yeah you know, Tex Avery makes uh, made those cartoons look like you could just take the tube out of the TV, yes! enter the TV, and then pretend to be in a TV show so that the warden doesn't catch on that you're actually a inmate sneaking. Did you see that Tex Avery cartoon oh, with yeah. the dog? And and um, well, I you know I've been divorced, had a wife cheat on me, all the. I think the portrayal of finding out the cartoons aren't 100% accurate because <laughs> yeah. I have based my life on those things. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, I've, I tried walking off of a girder uh, 10 stories up <laughs> and not looking down, and uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you look down. You're still going to fall. Uh, the other girder didn't just magically appear <laughs> as you were turning. Uh, so, yeah, so we got it there. And like I said, you know, it, I, I posted it almost right away. I mean, the fact that there, there, there is my good old buddy Joe, and it made it all worthwhile. Like if I, if I, like in a couple of weeks, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna hook it up. But no, you couldn't wait to get it and and bring. And like, look at, dude, I, 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 you know, I, I, I brought a little happiness into my buddy's life, and that's really all the things I need. And and well, and the clip was great. And thank you for that. Now let me rain on your uh, happiness and uh -oh, sunshine uh -oh. because uh -oh. now, uh oh, I'm, uh oh, uh oh. Uh -oh. Um, 
now I'm realizing, oh, wait a minute. I have a new problem with this area because uh, the room that uh, where the new museum is located um, has a skylight. And uh. sunlight is not the best thing to expose you know, 30 year old video games too. Not that they're going to like stop working, but they're going to get sun faded. Like, like all, all the collection stuff is just eventually going to get sun faded. And, um, that's kind of a drag. You, you can't do the normal Portuguese thing by just covering the sunlight with tinfoil. What makes you think I haven't thought of that yet? <laughs> Old Portuguese secret, my friend. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I I will have to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, you knew you were in the Italian neighborhoods of all the furniture in the living room were plastic, covered <laughs> with covered plastic, and you knew you were in the Portuguese neighborhoods if there was the tin foil during the summertime for you know I don't know. It was it was it, did it help me chiffy it's pop? Is that I, what it was? I, I don't know what uh, I don't know what I'm going to do uh, as far as like because I know it's going to get hot in here. Uh, so I, and I'm not going to take off all my clothes. Despite what uh, Nelly says, yeah, no, sorry, Nelly, I'm not going to do it. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's another hurdle I'm going to get over. But I do have some TV talk that I will get down the road. We'll mention down the road. Fantastic. Um, so, moving on. Here in the lovely city of Boston, is the stupidest holiday ever. Like like the 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 one that's uh that I, I can't even say the name of, the one that mo- a lot of people are changing to Indigenous People Day or something oh. akin to that. That's like the worst holiday. Today, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, 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 don't you mean Evacuation Day? Thank you. Okay. That's the reason why children don't go to school in Charlestown in Boston on St. Patrick's Day. Dude, it's it's because their parents drank the night before and there was and the night the day of the day of uh, honestly and this is such a regional thing it, first of all step back um you know my ancestry is is a bit in question you know I, I'm not a hundred percent sure of the lineage there's a possibility I'm a quarter a quarter a quarter Cuban that will never we will never know like like but on my mom's side, yeah, it's Scar it's Scottish, it's Irish, it's Welsh. Um a little bit you know, country, a little bit of rock and roll. You know look wherever wherever, you know, douchebags immigrated from northern, you know, you're that you know, not not the cool place like Italy and France. Honky Town. Let's just say Honky yeah, Town. Exactly. Don't you take me to Honky, Honky Town. Um uh, but yeah, and it's funny. I have Irish friends. Like like Born oh, and so bred now you can say Irish, Irish jokes. Is I can say, oh on? fuck you! You better get ready. I mean, we're still the we're the one group you can punch down on. Hey, some uh, of my best friends are Irish, and all of them are like, you know, when we lived in in Doha, and there was like three Irish families on the compound, and they're like, why do you guys celebrate our, you know, St. Patrick's Day? I'm like, I don't know. It's a, and it's like, you know, and we have another friend here who's like, you know, just he he. He works in, in our son's school system. He's been a principal in this. He's worked for the Lowell school system 30 years. He goes home like the day after school gets out to Ireland and comes back the day before every year. He spends two months back there. And even he's like, I don't know. I I, I don't know why we do this. And, and, and the whole thing is like when you try to explain to somebody what it is, it's like, oh, St. Patrick chased the snakes out of Ireland, which if you know anything about the geography of Ireland. <laughs> By the way, quote. 
snakes. Right. We all know what what he really drove out of Ireland. You know, well, yeah, you know, you know. It yeah. was the it was the uh, the the non-believers, let's say. You know, I mean, Saint Patrick. Hello. But all the, uh, you know, all, all all the folklore over the years to uh, to whitewash it. It's like, oh, it wasn't people they were chasing out. It was uh, the snakes. We've right. dehumanized them to reptiles, anyways. But it was, it, look, it was a huge thing in Boston all growing up. But it was a it was a Northeast thing. It wasn't a California thing. It wasn't in Texas and stuff like that. Uh, you know, uh, all through like the seventies and eighties, it was just uh, in Chicago. They turned the river green, which I'm not sure if that was the city dying it or just the drugs puking in it. You know, South Boston, it was just, you know, and and then it became a whole thing when the queers wanted to start marching in our parade. It's like, Sully, are we really going to let the queers march with us? Uh, that just became such a. I, I think that was the real, real turning point of, oh wow. We really suck. <laughs> like like us here, we're uh we're not good people. I would love it if during Pride uh that you know the LGBTQ community don't let the Irish march in their parade. So. <laughs> right? And that was always a joke. Like they got their own parade. It's like, yeah, but anyways, it's resolved. Mm -hmm. I mean, and there were some years where like the fraternal order of police won't march in the you know, St. Patrick's Day parade if they're letting, you know, Right. These these guys over here, right, you know, these Freddie Mercury wannabes, <laughs> and um, and it's funny because, hey, look, it is what it is. But now, now when it becomes this big thing, and it's like, oh, it's just I don't even want to hear it. I, you know, it's. Anyways, it will be over soon. <laughs> Why do you keep talking about it if you don't want to talk about it? You know what? You know what? You're you're right. Why? You're right. You know, Fair enough. Get on my enough. chest. Um, so over the last month i've been trying to learn how to use instagram more and uh and i've been saying it's it, it, so far because the algorithm hasn't caught on to you know everything else awful in the world my instagram is still mostly comics comedian things funny clips now because my son uses my phone all the time endless soccer football clips drumming clips and uh and uh trying to think yeah some movie clips like yeah, oh you know like, yeah and and what's nice is when i post something on instagram when you get like 30 likes you know for people i actually know not bots you know what i mean it's like the engagement you know the activity it's like oh and then now and then i jump back over to because there's still like you know people like you know biff uses Twitter a lot, you know, Professor Cook uses Twitter, our, our good friends over at uh, Complaints and Observation Podcast use it, uh, which by the way, if you haven't listened, um, they, they, had, they had a great guest on uh, last episode, Gene Dante. Ah, yes. Uh, he, and, he was a great guest. And uh, that they had a really great time. It's funny because Gene was talking about the gentrification and of Boston and how how many millionaires do you actually can, can sustain all the new buildings they're putting in there and he's and he made this great point it's like you have so little space that you're you're, you're building vertically you know and it's like at what point you know uh, yeah but Japan's been doing that for decades exactly but here yeah but but in Boston they're building it not for people like honestly you can't get uh, it, it just came out just speaking about South Boston 
in the movie Goodwill Hunting, Will Hunting lived in a two-bedroom, one-bathroom, second-floor apartment in a triple-decker in Southie. That apartment just went up for rent, and it's $4,500 a month. $4,500 a month for a two-bedroom, one-bathroom. Uh, and, well, and, you, and you know the bathroom. It's not a walk-in, you know, uh, shower thing. You know, it's, it's, uh, it is what it is. Hey, but. I can get a tent on Mass and Cass for a lot cheaper. <laughs> you know? so, so, but it's funny. As Gene was saying, it's like, yeah, as you drive through, it's like on one side of the street, you still see the mom and pops that you know are only going to be there a few more years. And then the other side, these glass monstrosities. I was going through Somerville on my way either to your mom's house or to the the to meet you to get the tv stand at the salvation army and it was exactly what was going on i'm going down a street that's all torn apart for construction on one side you know block after block after block these new sky rise these glass sky rise and on the other side you know you still see like the portuguese barber shop and the mom and pop right. this it's, food it's like the beginning type. of archie's place yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's where it would like, just like scroll down the street and you'd see these like yeah, small one horse kind of things. So I'll jump over to Twitter to to see if Biff posts something, to see if Cook presses something. You know, like I said, there's like three or four people, and I just scroll past all the awful because I'm gonna hear about it all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. There's nothing that's gonna slip by. You know what I mean? I might get a couple hours without being upset by something that somebody awful did, but it, but it, but it will make its way into my ears, and then I'll be mad for a couple hours, and then I'll rant to my 15 year old about it now, who's like, you know, you know, why is Grandpa yelling at the TV again? Uh, but but yeah, we've we've had some nice talks. But Instagram has been uh, a nice like little refuge to to network and and you know you know engage with people on. And like I said, I, I've fallen into this little pocket of of some people that we've had on the show as of recent. Some people we're going to have on you know over like the next couple months. Who I'm seeing uh, a lot of them are uh, just just transitioning out of the open mic stage and into the mostly booked show stage, which is really nice, you know? Um, so anyway, so Instagram has been uh, a, a lot, a lot, a lot nicer. And it's also nice to, to, you know, five hours later, log back on and see you got a response to something. You know? Yes. <laughs> just, just, just something. That isn't um, an ad for DraftKings. I've blocked him. Like, like, look, I don't dislike Lenny Clark, but I did on Instagram. It's like, okay, every third thing down there was a Lenny Clark draft king. Ad. I'm sure if you heard his politics now, you would dislike Lenny Clark. Oh, uh, remember <laughs> how we talked about management going and seeing uh, yes, comics come on? Yeah, yeah comics he, 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 his whole half hour set was about. Uh, how how all these new pronouns are stupid and these new genders are stupid and I can't remember all these new things and that's when she's like gosh I hope he never has to move because if that poor guy has to remember a new five digit zip code he's <laughs> fucked but yeah uh, not not a, not a fan not not a fan anyways um, so talking about automobiles um, yeah. every two to three years i trade in whatever santa fe i have and get a new one you know before it starts falling apart it, it, it's usually around sixty thousand miles between two and three years trade it in and i and i look here's my trick in 2010 and in february of march of 2010 you walk into the dealer and say 
I would like a brand new 2009 Hyundai Santa Fe that you got out back that's collecting dust because you got to sell these 2010s that are on the showroom floor. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, I am 100% sure. But it doesn't have this one tiny new gadget. <laughs> yeah. That, and I'm like, no, please wash off the dirt and pull it around and I will take it. And whatever the 2010 model is, it's $10,000 less. And I've been doing this, honestly, since like 98, 97, 98 is when I fell in love with, with Hondas. And first I got the station wagon which they stopped making which after two models of the station wagon and yes you heard me right i loved my station wagons and then uh i got the santa face well since this little thing called COVID, eh, they weren't making a lot of cars for a couple years so there ain't a lot of deals to be had and the next car i'm getting it's going to be either fully electric or hybrid and i'm leaning towards hybrid only because i do lots of cross-country driving and you know, on a tank of gas, you go three, 400 miles on a charge, you go three, 400 miles, but you can fill up a tank of gas and keep going first. I got to pull over for X amount of time and charge. Yeah. And you really have to plan your trip so and, that you know where all the EV spots are and you have to make sure you have the right adapter and all that crap. Yeah. So, so I, I'm going to go hybrid you. and I can't. So my, my car now, because of the pandemic and everything, it's like 75 ish and it's fine, but it's not the same car it was a year or so ago, you know, and my whole thing is like, once you start throwing money into a car, it, you know, it cascades and yes. it's like, oh, oh, I put in this new Witsamajigger and then the flux capacitor is is used to using the old Witsamajigger for the last 70,000 miles and the new Fangle one is kind of not the same calibration and so it makes that break down and the domino effects happen, but I couldn't find anything. I actually, I, I was waiting and waiting and I'm like, and then and then this past week I'm like, okay, well, I have to get the 80,000 mile tune up it's too grand i'm not going to see too grand in it and then trade it in in a month so i then did the math and i'm like well my little guy who's not so little anymore will probably be getting his permit in june or mm -hmm. september he'll get it in september he'll get his permit he'll get his license march maybe next april he'll be able to take the car now and then for the first six months and then i'll just hold on to it in like christmas 2025 it's like you know here it is here's your new car that you've been driving in the last seven years with here's me. your new it only has a hundred thousand miles on it and it's <laughs> just driven across country seven times you know but but my head it's like oh because we might we might you know um i might be driving him down to new orleans um to louisiana sorry louisiana over april vacation we might be doing that trip uh management is out in chicago for most of the summer so there will be a road trip to chicago and then going from chicago to la most likely i think that's the plan and then go from LA to Chicago at the end of the summer to see you for another week. And then she'll come out to LA. She'll fly out at one point, you know, in LA and, I, and we're thinking like, you know, one boy makes a drive out with me and then fly, you know, the other one flies in with mom in a few weeks. And then the one that drove with me will fly back with mom, go to Chicago for a couple of weeks. And then I'll drive home with the other one. So I'm like, uh, 
was it the right thing? You know, it's like, uh, but anyways, nobody cares about that. That's my car woes. But um, nobody cares about any of this. Nobody does. I, you know, as I'm doing the rundown, I'm like, <laughs> look, it was my anniversary the other day. Uh, and by other day, I mean yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and the only one who might have cared is Biff because he married us. You know, uh, yes. uh, he performed the ceremony. Uh, it was funny because it's it's always great when somebody else tells the story in front of me about my wedding. A and a friend of the podcast, uh, Ronick, we had a conference call, Ronick, with another friend of the podcast, Paul, the pumpkin carving, the world champion pumpkin carving guy. The three of us had a um, had a conference Zoom meeting, and Ronick's like, oh, that's right. It came up on Facebook. It's your it's your anniversary. Happy anniversary. By the way, Paul, ask Chuck what he dressed for, you know, mm. and for, for his wedding. And, and then Biff did this. And it was like me just being a fly in the wall listening to her tell him about, like, you know, my wedding for like 10 minutes. And Well, that's great. Yeah. It's, you know? uh, it's lovely. The, 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 look how many lives you've touched. The, the best thing is she's at Biff's house and and. Most of the people at the party are my hockey friends, a couple of Alan's friends, some people I used to work with. And then there's Ronick. And she she's I think she had met John at that point. Uh, we did a pitch with John. And there's a whole group there. And it's like, oh, none of us know you. You don't look like a hockey player. So <laughs> why do you know Jacques? And she tells the story that, oh, Jacques walked in my office to pitch a show full-on Star Trek uniform and a very old briefcase handcuffed to his wrist. And, and Joe knows a bit. It's not the first or last time I've ever done that. And uh, I proceed to uncuff the briefcase and methodically pass out the show treatment to the six or seven executives around the table. And as she tells the story, she's reading it, she's listening to the pitch, and about 10 minutes in, she realizes Oh, this show has nothing to fucking do with Star Trek or Star. This guy just dresses like right. Oh, the Blues Brothers. Thank you for getting this. You know, I don't remember if I had Elwood written on my knuckles or, um, but yeah. And she, and she's and then she looks at Biff and goes, "I knew right then and there I was gonna fucking hate this guy, or we're gonna be best friends the rest of my life." And it was Biff, both. And was Biff both. goes, "What was it? Deadpan. Like like uh. she's an old Vaudevillian. Looks right at me, cold." I don't know yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that was fun. But yeah, nobody cares about that. No, nobody. The same way that nobody cares. But I just posted on Instagram. I put the my phone in the, our drop ceiling, hit record, and fed the eight puppies who are now puppy puppies. Their their eyes are open. They're 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 almost they're over four weeks old. They're uh, four and a half weeks old. Um, it is a madhouse, a madhouse, but every day I get besieged from different people. It's like, I haven't seen a puppy picture in two days. It's like, they look the same. I take a picture and then you scroll. No, actually they doubled in size. Oh, you wow. know? Yeah. Um, my sister, my, my, my niece, one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah. She might be my favorite person. Sorry, Joe. Uh, she came over a couple of other management friends of mine, like our friends, our friend, Laura, her daughter, Grace on Saturday. And it was just, I'm not being sexist, but it was seven women 
sitting in our living room floor with eight puppies crawling over all over them for about four hours. No playing music in the background, no drinking wine, no TV, just absolutely. And I kept walking in and, and just seeing the utter joy of that. It's like, yeah, this That's is great. awesome. Nice. It, it, it was nice. And so, uh, but none of my deadbeat F&H friends, I sent, uh, they, you know, hey, there's a lot of, philanthropist and christians on that team and i sent them hey here's the gals best pals uh link to the donation site for crystal and her eight puppies and or here's the link to amazon where i didn't know you could do this it's like almost like a gift registry it's like this is the puppy formula they get this is the this they get this is the that they get this is the spay and neuter program that we go through through the msbca and how much it costs it's like you can prepay or pre you know you can donate a dollar or just go to the amazon things and it will drop ship it and and i said to my good friends i'm like uh this is not a carnival personnel podcast snack fund <laughs> this is not a pass-through this is an actual 501 c3 legit charity that you know I, dude those eight puppies it's it's insane what they eat it's mm. an absolutely insane and the poor moms it's the same thing for the last up until about a week ago but well, yeah up until about a week ago she was their food source yeah and the amount of food that poor dog ate and when you put the food down like we fed her four or five times a day it was like you had to count your fingers after to yeah, make sure it wasn't enough it was yeah um but anyway so so it is it's it's great it comes to a halt because uh management has to go to chicago for uh for passover with the work family so which i'm i've already sent out the invitation to uh our good friend sullivan sully and our other old neighbor you know calendrello and i'm like uh on that saturday april 1st not an april fool's thing i'm like pretty sure joe's kind of come over that saturday and the following friday and we're gonna watch stuff you know (laughs) i don't know if we're gonna start with smoking the bandit i don't know if it's the matt 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 world makes it on the list we have so many things can it be something i want to watch you you, give me give me three things uh let's see um uh, well let's see we can watch uh an episode of uh mtv's remote control oh my god so great yeah yeah but you can't watch an episode you got yeah you, you, know, you gotta you block out two hours right no no that's my foot in the door it's one episode but then it's like pringles you know you can't stop you, you can't, can't have, you can't you can't have just one dude the great ken ober i mean yeah. he, he will just never get his fair due no i mean yeah he can't poor kenny over although i had been watching uh i'll get to it later but i've been revisiting through some of the remote control and it's of its time. It doesn't hold up. We 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 watched a few episodes. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, the, like the the format's great, but there's some humor that doesn't transcend time. That same focus more towards the female college contestants, if I if I recall. Um, it depends on what you mean by focus, because they they didn't have predominantly uh, female college contestants. It was predominantly white college contestants and in the audience oh my god it was like a morton downey jr <laughs> audience which was also of its time yeah so but, but yeah well i i'm looking forward hopefully yeah we you can get the band back together 
in that respect. And we can all watch old 60s through 90s stuff. And it's tough because, like, management's like, oh, I'm going to be away for eight days. Like, oh, fuck. And, and that little thing in your head, pretend to be sad, pretend to be sad, pretend to be sad, pretend, you know, you know. Don't say it, pretend to be sad out loud. Don't say <laughs> pretend to be sad out loud. And the great thing is it's, it's you own your, 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 your loserness as a badge of honor the way that I do. And, and, and neither one of the mics really drink. Like, the, like they'll have a beer or two, but we're not – Oh, the wives are out of town. We're going to rip it up. It's like, no, we are going to watch the Paul and Christmas special, <laughs> you know, and April. No, the rich little. Oh, the, <laughs> no, I don't know if we can do Oof, that. No, we can't. Oh. We, we, we already did. You know, and we had yeah. to zip through it. I think we watched like two minutes of the beginning and then the credits at the end. Um. But anyway, long story short, made for Canadian TV where Rich Little played every role, one role worse than the next. <laughs> and, and it was a Christmas Carol, by the way. Yeah. Oh, awful. Sound. But no, we, we, you know, but that's it. It's like, OK, we're going to stay up till two in the morning eating junk fruit. Like we're like we, we, we're 12 years old. We're 11 year olds who are just going to binge watch shit, eat stuff uh, and, and maybe pass out from a food coma, but get up the next day and yeah. Yeah, pants might be a little tighter from all the chips, but <laughs> we're not puking into it. <laughs> so, so that 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 that's what's going on over here. Uh, so, in the stand-up world, uh, I I I on Sunday, it was my fiftieth time getting up in an open mic since um, September sixth. Wow, was the first time. So it's taken six months um, to to get in fifty mics. Um, I, I've logged each one. It's like, you know, which bits I do, how long the sets ran, and, and rate myself. Um, it is amazing how much better I've gotten and amazing how not good I am. <laughs> it's like it's like the whole 10,000 hours is no joke. It, it it really, really is no joke. And and all there'd be noted improvement with this or that. I cannot stop tisking. The mouth noises I make. Oh, are you telling our podcast audience that you can't stop tisking? Oh, it's so off-putting. The ums. There are some sets where I blow through and just I'm getting better at the whole set. But I usually, the last minute and a half, depending on how it goes. But, but as of recent, I've found a couple places that are like, oh, yeah, you can do a 10-minute set. It's like... You know, just because you can <laughs> does it. You never mean... stop to think if you if you should. <laughs> so, uh, but but I have. I've done a couple a couple ten minutes over the last couple weeks. I've found this place in Lawrence called One Broadway Collaborative. It's a catch all like arts theater type conglomerate. It's it's really one guy who their space had like a pipe burst in another unit in the building. They are now at the cable access place in Lawrence, which is kind of kind of familiar territory. Yeah. To you. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like home again. You're, you've come home. And what's nice is one of the open mics they have, it's a collaborative. So you do your bit and then you get feedback and it's really nice but some of the feedback is, uh-huh, 
Uh, okay. So <laughs> I, I, I'll give you an example. And Joe knows I have this bit about what's the best weapon in a zombie apocalypse. And I've curated this bit because you get audience feedback. People will yell out different things, a gun, a chainsaw, this. And I have stock answers coming back. It's a little crowd workish, but it's not really, you know, it's like, oh, come see our improv. I mean, we wrote the sketches. We're going to do word for word, but we're calling it improv. And I do the bit. And the and the whole the whole premise of the joke the whole joke is like the best weapon in a zombie apocalypse is a cyanide pill because why would you want to be around? Um, there's no Pornhub, and the feedback was, well, when you were asking about weapons, it's like if you take a cyanide pill, then then you would die, and 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 so by asking what weapons, I understand, and and also I have that same dialogue in my head as you're saying the the, the punchline, but you know. Um, I'm. I don't need to express all of my feelings about the punchline to you. Um, yes. You know. I mean, yeah. There's a little dis. It's a little disconjoint. But I get it. It's funny. It's a little swerve. You know. The, the right. best weapon is there is no best weapon. You're just. You no. know. You know check that. Out. The 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 uh, CVSs are going to be picked clean the first couple hours. So a month later, when it's time for that herpes cream you need. And some of you really need, it's not going to be on the shelves. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. There you go. But it's like, it, it was very, I was getting feedback and it was very akin to, oh, so you're saying the first baseman's name is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I understand what's happening. There was a, a bit of a misunderstanding. You see, no, what is the last name? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Um, so my little guy has done a few of these mics. He has no material like his dad, but oh, the bravado and the presence and the calmness. He did it a couple of weeks ago and 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 Somerville over at Winter Hill Brewery. It was two great guys like Nick and Paul. I see them on Instagram. They do two or three book shows a week, run their own mic, and they'll show up at two other mics on a Wednesday. This is their, this is their life. This is yep. what they do. And um, what's that word? Good. They, they, they are good at it. And they're good guys. Like you saw the guy Nick did the Mondo Comedy Show, the half okay. Korean kid. That, that was him. Okay. And uh, so he gets up there. He does his thing. He does fine. He, you know, he does fine. He does about three minutes, gets a couple laughs. It's good. And then the following Sunday, I go to a place for the first time, you know, Donahue's in, uh, in Watertown, which I can't imagine what it's like right now. <laughs> Just <laughs> 8 o'clock Friday night, St. Oh Patrick's Day. Oh, my God. Talk about River of Green. Oh, I, the, the, the poor wait staff. This is those, those poor fucks. Uh, but two guys came over to me, and they're like, that was your son, right? On Tuesday, I'm like, yeah, that was a because why is he so comfortable? Like, I've been doing this for a year and he just got up there and he goes and a couple things don't land. He just keeps going. He, you know, he was just fine. Why? <laughs> it's your it's son the Gilbert better. Godfrey thing where he went up when, when Gilbert Godfrey would talk about his early stand up years. He said, you know, he, he was also like 15 or something like that. And he just kept going and he, he kept going and kept going up and he said, I think I attributed it to just not knowing any better. You know, like I didn't know to be 
scared or discouraged. I just right. knew that I had to be up on stage. But I, I don't think I don't know. I can't speak for your son if he's if he has to be on stage only, or maybe you're making him go on stage. So oh no, technically he know, has to be on stage. No, I mean this is. You know, like we've always did. You have to have a sport. You have to have something, and and it can oh, be. That's a good parenting tip, by the way. Let's see. Let me write that down uh, for my kids. Uh, <laughs> they have to have something to do. Are, are video games a thing to do? Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. You know, you know, if they're right, if they're in the overwork, but but it's one of those things. It's like. You know, if there's two games in a practice, you go to all of them. You don't have to go and do extra batting practice. We don't have to get a fielding coach. I'm not going to obligate you to do a tournament every other weekend and take away all weekends. But we're going to make a commitment. And if you don't like it, fine. Next season we do something else. And it's been every sport. I won't go down the list. It will take three hours. But that's all. Like, but jiu-jitsu is the one thing. Look, you have to do this. And if you have something else going on, you can take a couple months off if you have something else like, you know, squishy hat, like, you know, parkour he was doing. It's like, okay, now he's doing, you know, European football or what the rest of the world calls football. He hates when I use the other name and he sleeps in his custom made Man U jersey. I have to peel it off him almost every night, wash it and hang it up because he can't go in the dryer. It's a thing. It's yeah. a whole thing. Got it. Uh, but so, yeah. So if he's doing that two, three times a week, yeah. You don't have to do jujitsu. I like you go once every couple of weeks just to kind of keep with it because he's good. Uh, and the same thing with music. You know, it's like we, we've we've pulled back. It's like okay, you're doing school band after school twice a week. You don't have to do piano three times a week at home. Yeah. You, you have to have something. But this this something you can't. You can't. This is something like same thing. You know, if you don't want, if your heart's not in doing the play, you can't do it. You're not going to be good, and you're going to pull people down. This is the scariest thing you could possibly fucking do. So I can't say you got to write for a half hour and get up there. It's 100% if he wants to do it, he wants to do it. Um, he loved it when he did it in New York because his first joke landed and everything after that, you know, was, was just, was just gold, was just, you know, gravy. Uh, and then the first couple of times he did it, he did it at the one Broadway on Sunday. It was a guy who runs it, two guys, you're one guy your age, one guy older than me, waiting to do their two-song acoustic set. And so acoustic guy one went up, acoustic guy two went up, he went up. And after about 30, 45 seconds, he's like, okay, that's it. My name's Grayson. And he couldn't do it in front of two people. Mm. 50, no problem. And the whole way home, he's like kind of beating himself up. I'm like, dude, that's the way it is. It's like when I have a bit and I do it in front of Joe, it's hard. God forbid I do it in front of Caroline. It's impossible and excruciating. But, you know, but that but that's when you're working with people who know you and stuff. But when you do a show, yeah, I said the band would do that. We would play TT the Bears, you know, on a Thursday in, in, in April. 125 people there. Like crowded, packed. Uh, next week we do it showing Ralph's in Worcester, and for whatever reason, there's three people, and you got to put the same amount in the set, and it's hard to get up there and 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 look at two people and do crowd work with that, you know. Um, and he did, and he froze, and and it was one of those things. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I mean, if everything went like New York, where it was great, you're not gonna learn, you know. This the, these. And I did. I said it. Go ahead. What, what did I tell him? Say it. Bruce, why do we fall down? 
so we can learn to get back up. Uh, so it was great. And, and then we have a very close friend who's a theater professional who has been for the longest time saying, I want to do that. I want to do that. They can't bring themselves to go and do it. And they're like, and I told them that I'm like, look, she's performed in thousands of things. This is really hard. She's have the fact that you've got up there four or five times in the last couple of weeks. And so that's where we left it. I I've gone and I've scouted all the places that I can bring him. I've kind of changed the places. Uh, the, the nice thing about the winter Hill one is the first comics up. It, it has to be PG 13 cause it's a family restaurant, but after nine, you know, it's a family restaurant that has some IPAs on tap and they're like, okay, you can work, you know, not PG 13 after that. So if we get there early, like, and he's one of the first five or six up, then we watch the other four or five comics after him. But that's if he wants to do it. You know, you can't force that. Like, I, I can make him go to wrestling for now. I can make him go to jujitsu for now. But we're getting really close to the promise I made him that the day I can keep you from me putting you in the car. We're today the day. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh yeah. we're, we're getting close to that but he's liking it you know uh, so it is it's and it's dude it's the first thing we've done together like, yeah like That's ever what, wait what well we've like i would take him to jujitsu i would take him to water polo i would take him you know here or there but it's not like when he was doing guitar it's like and i tried a couple times it's like dude Talk to the guitar teacher. You get better by playing with somebody. What song are you learning? So when he first started guitar, he learned Garbage Truck by uh, Scott Pil by um, Sex bob <laughs> from Scott Pilgrim. Mm -hmm. I put on the headphones. It took yeah, it is a little bit of a of an offbeat kind of Meg White thing, but I'm like, yeah, dude, let's go jam that together, you know. And and he just felt awkward. He's like 13 at the time, and he doesn't want to hang up. But this is something you know we're driving there together to do together. Yeah. You know? Okay, I get it. Um, and Great. it was nice. You know, you know, he has his note cards, and he's trying to figure out what he's doing. He's like, "Does this work? Does this go here? What do you think about this?" And it's just fun to have that. And if he wants to keep doing it, great. But that's something that can't be. All right, you have to do this twice a week. Right. You know, because I don't want to kill like. You just you know, I don't care if I kill the passion. This is a skill set that you need for the rest of your life. You're like, I don't care if you don't love playing, you know, the music. You have to have doesn't have to be piano. It can be guitar. You know, it can be no. this. If he but if the if he gets bitten by the bug, you won't need to do a damn thing. That's it. So, you know, our job is to, hey, here's what's out there. You know, and like I said, the little guy, nothing. I mean, like, like, you know, uh uh football soccer uh he no interest no interest ever you know no interest ever um the last two weeks of the world cup something happened he fell in love with ronaldo and this french player called mbappe not called mbappe his name is mbappe mbappe and he was robbed of a world cup by an argentine goalie who just just stood on his he had he had a hat trick in the final game and probably could have had six more goals. Like he, he, he was hands down the best player on the field and that goalie just won it for Argentina, but he loves it. And it's like out of nowhere. So it's like, okay, fine. Let's drop everything. Oh, here's a camp in February. I can drive you here. Oh, you need this. Oh, so anyways, shut up, Jacques. Uh, no, no, keep going. The world needs to hear more Jacques no, talking. Okay. <laughs> let's, so uh, things have changed a little bit in Ukraine. 
Um, Poland has been the first country to say, you know what? I think we are going to give you some planes. Hmm. So here's 15 Russian minks we're sending you <laughs> that are left over from when Poland was kind of, you know, uh, not really calling their own shots uh, that are still flying and are still. And, and it's like, but yeah, they're the first nation to say, yeah, we will give you planes coincidentally it was like the same day or within the same 24-hour period um russia knocks a u.s drone out of the sky in international waters and it's like whoa 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 did they allegedly yes i mean maybe the drone you know wasn't looking where it was going and you know uh you got a you got a nice drone here <laughs> uh. well it's kind of like when you you know you're walking down the street in new york and uh you know the person coming toward you doesn't budge but they're right in front of you and you're like i'm not budging either you know and uh and then you bump shoulders and then you turn around and you say hey i'm walking here that's what the drone and the plane did uh, I you imagine. know what i 100 percent 100 percent, and with a new york accent too you know more more yes. more, more, more of a you ever hear a russian do a new york accent funny stuff it's it's the bad you look yakov smirnov <laughs> was just a treasure he was and still is um yeah i yeah I'm, I'm quite sure all this stuff holds up in um, russia drone doesn't fly into <laughs> you. you you don't fly into drone ah uh, whatever no i, 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 I was not throwing you a lifeline i was just gonna no see. i suck that's right. I, I'm no, I'm no, uh, I'm no Grayson. But go on. <laughs> but yeah, so it's interesting. It's it, it, and then I'm driving home from a show, and like I say, I don't listen to much, but I turn on like the local news, and it's a late night kind of, you know, on, on on WBC. It's like, are are we are we pushing Putin to the brink? Is he gonna, you know, are, are we poking the bear? It's like, it's like, and and then uh, all the all the talking points of like Zelensky's out of control it's like he yeah. won't he won't like they keep saying they want to have peace talks it's like dude, there's no peace talks it's like get the fuck out of her country or don't get the fuck out of her country but there's no peace talks until they get the fuck out of their country you know it's yeah. like you know um but yeah it's interesting and, and i don't know does that does that signal to germany to france it's like okay you know it's like they got planes. You guys want to help them out? You know, it, it, yeah, who knows? It could escalate to, you know, right. It could be, you know, planes across Europe. And, and maybe, look, you, you don't want an escalation. But at one point, at, at, at one point, when do you stop saying to Zelensky, um, yeah, uh, you can only play defense. Hope you win the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, the New England Patriots overturned, you know, recovered a fumble. But their defense is still coming out on the field and they're giving the ball back to the team and seeing if they can hold them here at the 45 again. I mean, at one point you have to and I'm not saying good, give them give them these minks and let them fly into like, you know, Red Square and start, you know, bombing civilian targets. But maybe the supply chain of of tanks on its way from point A to point B, you can kind of interrupt that twenty miles back. You know right. what I mean? From the sky. From the sky. It, it, it's like, no, mm -hmm. but it, but it's funny because like the last the last wave of promised, and and when you hear oh we're promising them weapons, 
they're not on the FedEx truck right away. It it takes a while for them to get there. But but Putin was like, no, you know, it's unfair if you give them all these missile defense systems. We're not giving them missiles to fire, you know. But but Putin was pissed off because we were giving them basically the same missile defense system that Israel has, you know. uh, But if you give them that defense system, we can't obliterate Cree. So that's not fair. So, uh, but you know, another thing that nobody's talking about and all these pieces of shit on the other side of the house, let's just say it, Republicans, dude, we're we're giving them all that money. Uh, We're not giving them that money. We're not giving Ukraine that money. And then they go on eBay and buy weapons. Uh, We're saying, oh, yes. We will order from Raytheon. Yes, right. <laughs> so we're taking money out of our left pocket and putting it into our right pocket. So all these weapons, we're not buying France's weapons and giving them to the Ukraine. We're not giving Ukraine money to shop for anybody else. It's like this is all, you know, Raytheon. No, we're taking taxpayer dollars to give to government contractors to fund a foreign war. Correct which is so new for us yeah. you know and 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 that's the thing it's like our number one export well i think foreign no no because that's international you know that's true. um no uh, having lived abroad I really think our number one export is uh, diabetes and obesity. <laughs> like you can't, I don't care where you are. The last tour I did, whether it was Abu Dhabi, you know, Qatar, Kuwait, you know, Bahrain, you were not a- a- any any major city. You know, you were never more than three or four miles from a McDonald's or Burger King or, or, you know, everyone, you know, yeah. every one of those. So, so I think obesity and diabetes are a number one export, but right close second is, uh, is weapons. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a great line where, um, you know, the first Iron Man movie where very beginning where, where Tony's in the, in the, uh, Humvee after giving the weapons presentation and the soldiers throws up peace on it's like, Hey, no gang size. So, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, go ahead. Throw it out. Yeah. Peace. Peace is great. I'll be out of a job with peace. Like flat out says it. It's like, yeah, you know, I, I I'm one of the richest guys in the world. Cause my dad made weapons before me and I make even better weapons than my dad. So, yeah. Uh, and we've learned have the MCU taught us nothing. No, I think uh, not until phase seven. <laughs> Uh, COVID updates over the last couple of weeks. Uh, there was a report, a report that came out and the top of the page says, yeah, we can't verify this, but maybe the, the virus came from a lab in Wuhan and not the uh, wet market. But we can't substantiate that. So, of course, you know, one branch of the media ran with, see, China weaponizes on purpose. And ever since then, it's like the, all these other, like, you know, World Health Reports have come back. And I honestly, I equate it to, like, the New England weather, you know? You don't like the the origins of COVID? <laughs> wait, wait, wait five minutes. It'll change. Well, I mean, the first that I heard about that unsubstantiated but maybe substantiated uh, report about the Wuhan uh, lab possibly leaking out the COVID was John Stewart, right? When, when he was on, when he went on the Colbert and, you know, kind of went on like a mini rant about how, you know, he didn't say that they manufactured it or made it. He just said that, Hey, maybe the 
COVID night, you know, the, the COVID, what was it? The COVID research lab or the Wuhan COVID research lab um, may have started or it may have started there. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that. And then everybody's like, oh no, he's, he's become, including myself, you know, saying that he's become, uh, you know, a little, uh, gone a little off the rails or whatever. Listen, um, so wait, I, I'm confused now. I've kind of like talked a little too long here. Is it, um, is it that you think that there, that it wasn't a wet market? Are no, you, no. Are, are you pro I, I'm wet thinking, market or pro I, 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 I'm pro. I'm pro. I'm pro. I'm pro wet market. Oh, okay. and, and that was the latest report that came out like today. It's like no. Here's all the evidence that it's definitely you know a, a something that you know occurred in nature that got out of control, and this is why. And it was funny because I, I was listening to you know a, 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 an expert on like an NPR thing, like who's some you know doctor in Saskatchewan. She's like, well, for and she's the one's like, okay, first of all, I like to point out that the first line of the other document says, yeah, we haven't verified this, but we think there's a possibility that there's a small chance that this could have possibly happened this other way, you mm -hmm. know, and 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 uh, our our uh, first step one, get the underwear. Step two, <laughs> question mark. Step three, profits. <laughs> you know, that that was it. That other report. So, uh, all right. So I'm. You know what? Yeah, it's some, it's New England weather. It doesn't matter to me because COVID's over, baby. I don't care. Yep, I wrote. Um, a, I, hey, I rode a bus the other day. I rode a bus. Beat that on purpose. Yes. I don't want to go into the details of why, but I, I, I you know, I, I want to know why. Why were you on a bus? No, it was a work-related thing. It was uh, uh, a, sh a shuttle. No, I had a, I had to move my. It's a, it's a thing it's with a my, thing. it's, a, it's a thing with my work that has like, it, I'll tell you off. The, okay, off so the record. let me ask you this: all those stupid challenges that go around that all the junior high and high school kids. Are you going to be going into uh, Star Market and licking cereal boxes and putting them back on the shelf? Are, are you that convinced that it's 100% over? Listen to me. I could be dying. Right, okay. exactly. COVID-23, baby. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, no I, would, I, I don't like, uh, you know, licking boxes to begin with. <laughs> uh, I do like eating ice cream right out of the tub. Though. That's a favorite of mine. Uh, but I use a spoon. Oh, we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna pretend the I don't like looking boxes thing never happened. <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, so it is Friday. It, well, we're recording this on Friday on St. Patrick's Day, and in the last fourteen hours, um, I I don't get excited about anything. Ah, boobs. Um, but but. There's a lot of rumbling that as of early or middle of next week, there might actually be some kind of indictment. There might actually be some kind. And the negotiate, the, the word today was there is some negotiations going on of how to make this as less of a clown shit show and that the different apparatuses of military, National Guard, state and local police have been put on alert that, hey, depending on where you live, some people might not be happy that this could actually happen. And it was really funny on Thursday night, one of Shitstain's lawyers was on Ari Melvin 
and he's he's reading off a piece of paper saying oh so what not we're not talking january 6th we're not talking trying to strong arm turning the election over in georgia this and we're not talking about any of the uh indictments out of new york on the fraud charges this is all stormy daniels which might be the first the first shoe to drop and here's a lawyer sitting across from Ari Melvin, and he says, so he lied. You know, they're saying he lied about this. He goes, well, he never lied. Cut to the clip where he's on the airplane saying, oh, I never met her. I don't know anything about this. You have to talk to my lawyer, Michael Cohen. I don't handle any of that stuff, blah, blah, blah. And it cuts back in the studio, and he goes, well, I mean, when you said lie, I thought you meant, like, you know, in a courtroom. And Ari Melvin's like, no, I'm not talking perjury. I'm not going to let you play the word salad game, you know. Is that a lie? And then Ari Melvin's reading off and goes, and then he went on to say, and he starts reading off the sheet. And his lawyer reaches across the table, tries to grab it out of his hand. And it, it became almost comical. Like Ari Melvin pulled it back. He goes, Oh, we're just having a conversation here. The, the lawyer, we, we, we don't, we don't need to be reading anything. We, we're just having a conversation. And Melvin went to read it again. And again, the lawyer not lunges in a violent way, but half stands up and reaches over trying to grab the piece like this is the one piece of paper that has those words on it yeah. and if he can get a hold of this and run out of the studio yeah he, he just he just needs just enough time to stuff it in his mouth <laughs> it's and... a very boring piece you're doing here <laughs> so so i look i'm not i'm i'm not going to spend as soon as i'm done talking the next time i hear about this is if i'm editing this editing this and i you know played through just to make sure the audio came out and i hear it but otherwise yeah when when there's a perp walk i think i'll hear about it i think it might it might break through the the different like somebody might interrupt the stream of best of elvis costello i'm listening to on my alexa to say hey you'll hear about it don't hear about it right you'll 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 hear about it and you guess what you won't hear about it no i'm not counting on any of that nothing you know um and we won't even get into why we won't hear about it. It's just, you know, Merrick Garland has been the biggest disappointment uh, of my adult life. Anyways, I don't have anything planned for a self-indulgent theater. I didn't know if uh, no Japanese crime. There must have been no Japanese crime this week. No. I mean, hey, it's kind of a bye week, really. I think I think it's built into the Japanese, uh, the um, the bylaws. The fucked up thing is some of the absurd Japanese crimes that Biff has pointed out, there is a chance there was no crime this week. There's actually a legit, oh, you know, because remember a couple months ago, one of the big crimes, national news story, three kinds of animations to reenact it. The guy plugging his hot plate into the outlet outside of a 7-Eleven to warm his noodles. Like that was stealing power and that was national news. So there is a very good chance that there was no crime in Japan. You think they just suppress the really awful news because they know that maybe it's not worth, you know, it's, 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 a, it's untoward, you know, it's maybe a little uncouth to broadcast that to a whole nation. You know, maybe they don't, I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, in Japan you get, you get your entertainment from, oh, I don't know, entertainment. And, uh, you know, you get your news from your um, your news, right? Maybe the two don't cross over as much over there. Maybe no, that's why. When, when, when bad things happen, you know, when a politician does something shitty, it, it, it's, it's big news and stuff. But yeah. 
for the for the main part it's that so yeah, I, I'll, you know, I, you know, I we didn't we didn't talk about uh, doing another self intelligence, so I can find an old one. Yeah, I hope I hope between now and Monday there aren't like a, like oh my a, gosh. God forbid there's an earthquake or you know another attempted or real assassination Godzilla <laughs> attack. Uh, there you go, straight <laughs> straight to the. You know, straight to the tropes. Uh, I mean, you could have like you know, you could have said Mothra. You could. I could have. I could have. Like, I, I mean, isn't there other 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 kaiju? Um, yep. Oh, there's there's so many. There's so many, and and each one is more beloved than the next. Right. So Ultraman. No, Ultraman's a hero. Never mind. Is Ultraman? Yeah, Ultraman's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yes. He's Ultraman. So here is a self-indulgent theater. And now. Hey, Rocky. Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up my sleeve. Crystal! Wrong hat. I take a seven and a half. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. A bear in his natural habitat. A Studebaker. Moving right along in search of good times and good news. With good friends you can't lose. This could become a habit. Opportunity knocks once, let's reach out and grab it. Yeah! Together we'll nab it. We'll hitchhike bus or yellow cabot. Cabot? Moving right along. Footloose and fancy free. Getting there is half the fun, come share it with me. Moving right along. We'll learn to share the load. We don't need a map to keep this show on the road. Moving right along, we found a life on the highway. And your way is my way. So trust my navigation. California, here we come, the pie in the skyland. Palm trees and warm sand. So sadly, we just left Rhode Island. We did what? I'm just forgetting. Moving, Moving right along. Hey, LA, where have you gone? Send someone to fetch us, we're in Saskatchewan. Moving right along, doom, 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 doom. you take it, you know best. Hey, I've never seen the sun come up in the west. Moving right along, we're truly birds of a feather. We're in this together, and we know where we're going. Stars with flashy cars and life with the top down. We're storming the big town. Yeah, storm is right. Should it be snowing? Uh, no, I don't think so. Moving, Moving right, right along. along. Do I see signs of men? Welcome on the same post. It says come back again. Moving, Moving right, right along. along. Nice town. Good loose and fancy free. You're ready for the big time. Is it ready for me? Moving right along. Moving right along. Moving right along. Moving right along. All right, what's happening in the Lyceum? Any new games? Any game reviews? What, what, what's going on? 
Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I told you I'm trying to block out. I'm trying to block out the sun like like Monty Burns in, in <laughs> Simpsons. I'm trying to block out the sun. Um, other than that, I I'm I'm kind of getting into uh, a new little project that's not really game related, but um, is TV related. So I don't know if you have gaming news that you wanted to interject here before we moved on to TV. No, nope, nope. Uh, my my little guy has uh, we, we got him FIFA twenty twenty three. Oh, with Ted Lasso. I am so happy. Oh my gosh, dude! I am so happy. Does you he can, do the EA Sports thing at the beginning? You you can yeah. Does he and, like does does uh did Ted Lasso do the voice? It, it, he does, and he was on um. Uh, he was on Seth Meyers talking about it the other day. Wow. Uh, he does. Um, I know you can also be a couple of the, the, the characters. You know, you can play as Jamie Tard, uh, Danny Rowhouse, uh, Football is Life. And uh, it's great. But he's he created his own character. He plays on Man U. He wears his number nine. Uh, they won't. The, the player. And I'll post a picture of this. Uh, my little guy's hair truly goes it's it's completely straight fine and it goes all the way to his arse and he he, you cannot pay him to cut it his grandmother has tried for years he he absolutely absolutely loves his hair um a regular crystal gale over here (laughs) you know what i'm saying i say carvey (laughs) <laughs> me doing dennis miller or i'm carvey loving it to, carvey doing dennis miller in front of Christ dennis miller was always the best. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no and he has some sensory things so he can't tie it up so when he is you know out on the pitch it's just flowing and it is majestic and it is awesome um but the character only goes down to his shoulders like he's 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 1972 long-haired hippie you know versus you know this flowing mane but it's still great you know it's still great like i took a screen grab because if you stop playing you put on pause mode it has screen grabs from the game and it will show your player like, you know, celebrating and will have the stats at the bottom, you know, you know, Squishy Lambert like scores a hat trick for Man U, you know, and it's it's awesome. So I took nice. a couple of those screen grabs that I'll post. So that's his whole life. You know, he's absolutely, absolutely enthralled with it. Uh, you know, it's funny because he started, you know, going to real a, a real team this week. Um he has no real experience, and now he's learning. It's like, oh, these kids are really good. Some of those trick things that you know I'm learning how to do in the game. They're doing full speed out here on the pitch, but uh, but yeah, that's the gaming news. You know, I I still I bought I I bought Gotham Knights a month or so ago, but it turns out if you're going out to do you know open mic two or three nights a week and trying to Oh, time it out. If I get here at 7.30 and up on stage by 8, I can get up to Manchester by 10 and get on stage at 11. It kind of cuts into playing games or watching TV shows. So what are you watching, Joe? Uh, let's see. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a, a bit of a plunge into something that you're kind of familiar with. Um, I'm starting a, just my own little private, not Idaho, uh, Plex server 
So I'm digitizing movies and finally like setting up a little, I got a heart, like I got a nice, you know, 12 terabyte hard drive to load it up with like, you know, load it up with a bunch of crazy crap that I'll probably never watch. Even if I lived a thousand lifetimes, like, you know, Bill Murray and Groundhog Day, I, I still couldn't get through all of these movies, but um, I did start, I'm starting my own little Plex server. So who knows, maybe if I feel adventurous, maybe you'll have two Plex oh, accounts. Do, don't, don't. <laughs> all right. So um, let me show you what I got here. I have started a Plex account with a bunch of crazy crap that, and I'm just, you know, running down the TV. These are just the TV shows I have. So, so far, the monkeys uh, get, get smart. I, the monkeys, professor crook. And I went back and forth with somebody else about what was the best monkey song <laughs> in the past week on Twitter. Yes. Uh, the correct answer is all of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you know sledgehammer? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. Um, the great thing about that show, and I'll take this little um, fun fact from uh, another podcast, uh, Ken Reed's TV Guidance Counselor. He always mentions this when he talks about Sledgehammer, is that they thought that they were going to be canceled at the end of the first season. So they made it. It's a parody of like Dirty Harry movies. And the, they make it so that the main character at the end of the uh, first season, uh, which they thought was going to be the end of the series, blows up... Um, uh, LA in a nuclear, you know, a detonation. <laughs> and then they get renewed. So they're like, well, we just blew up the world. What do we do? So season two is Sledgehammer, the early years. <laughs> <laughs> is this pre-Dallas where they didn't think, oh, it was just a dream? I think it was uh, a little bit after that. This is like 88, 89. Okay. Um, but, you know, all the, I got old late night with Conan O'Brien's that go back to, um, you know, the 90s, like old 90s episodes of Conan O'Brien. So There's great. Carl Oldie Olsen here. Um, I don't think, unfortunately, th that I can't find the unenthusiastic children's choir from the Christmas special that you, uh, you know. I, uh, literally, I live for that. They also had the world's smallest skating rink, and they had two Olympic, like, pair of figure skates like the gold or the silver american winning silver medal like and pairs figure skating do a routine on the smallest ice rink on the stage <laughs> um yeah and I, so i also yeah, night court i think any of these are all the episodes um new heart the 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 80s new heart um with the greatest ending of all time Greatest series finale of all time. So, so my, my oldest kid, when we were coming back from a gig last week, was trying to, he must have saw a clip on it. He goes, oh, they did this show. And I I brought him up to speed. I'm like, yep, that is, if it's been parodied on a thousand shows since then. But that was the greatest ending of a TV series ever. End of sentence. Yeah, and they snuck in, um, spoilers, they snuck in Suzanne Plachette onto the set. Like, and so like that audience reaction was genuine. Like, and I think a lot of the, you know, a lot of the people are in the, in the production staff probably didn't know either. Oh, that's just, so it's like in Die Hard where they told, you know, Alan Richmond, okay, we're going to drop you on five, one, two, 
drop so so that look of fear he had was real in super slow motion Uh, but SETV Fernwood tonight so I'm never fucking leaving the house if you give me access to this yeah Uh, and VH1's I love the 70s the first one but yeah you could probably skip through super sloppy double double dare and all the 80s cartoons I have here Um, or the press your lux perfect strangers of course Um, all the greats and yeah and of course, Alf the animated series. What what TV show collection would be complete without that? Um, and then yeah, there's just movies. You know, it's small start, small so start. I um, it's funny. I was watching. I saw something online, like either Twitter or, or or Instagram. It's like, oh my god, I just found this. I never knew about it. It's the worst thing ever. It's the Smurf Christmas special, and it's one of those air at once. It's right up there with Rich Little, and uh, uh, with, with 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 his Christmas fiasco. And I text Sully. I'm like. This better be up on your plex or you're dead to me. Just completely joking. It's like midnight, 1 a.m. I woke up in the morning. It's like, oh, it's there now. And I'm like, oh, uh, my God. <laughs> I forgot to use the sarcasm font, which, by the way, I will be seeing Sully by the time this drops. I, I saw Sully last night in Worcester with his betrothed and my betrothed. And we went to um, see Tragedy play with Steel Panther, Biff's beloved Steel Panther from L.A. So that's um, nice pretty awesome uh show is great i'm sure i will be saying after i see it but oh dude this is so exciting look at this oh so exciting yeah i um yeah you know uh, of course i have not one but two movies about um mr rogers neighborhood uh, speaking of whom because you you t- you texted me that little clip on instagram about mr rogers being a good guy um yeah yeah and then i of course i immediately watched the clip from him uh, delivering his speech to Congress so that he could save PBS, essentially, or at least his show. Um, I think it was the National uh, Corporation for Public Broadcasting or something like that. Anyway, um, classic clip. Of course, everybody's seen it by now. But and the same pieces of shit are still trying to do away with PBS. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, now you can get Sesame Street wherever, you know, HBO or maybe PBS. I don't know, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, it's a it's a different uh it's a different time nowadays. But yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got for that. So I'll stop sharing my screen. And yeah. Looking forward to adding more dumb stuff. I'm looking forward to a password and login. <laughs> <laughs> so are you watching anything or are you just digitizing it all? Yeah, no, I just kind of told you what I I mean as I'm you know, there's also a shuffle function on Plex, which is great. So you can just basically, you know, get surprised by things. So a couple of, of course, one of the first things that pops up on shuffle is an episode of Get a Life, where his buddy Larry leaves his wife and family. Oh. Because, <laughs> because Chris is like, you know, I couldn't be like you have to deal with all that responsibility, ability, ability, and playing your mortgage, mortgage, mortgage. The family, 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 <laughs> and then you just see Larry staring off into space and go, "If will you excuse me?" <laughs> and he, he just, just leaves, leaves. The, leaves the house. But he leaves he, every time he leaves the house because they he they run into him twice in the episode. Every time he leaves, it's always a uh, door that won't close because it's too windy. Like it's like <laughs> the wind is banging against the back door, and there's a note hanging <sighs> on to the uh, the door as well. 
and um, yeah, it's just just great stuff. It great, is great, great stuff. stuff. And you know, and, and not at all inspirational whatsoever. I have no um, no intentions of getting up and. <laughs> Leaving anything. Leaving. 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 Oh, no, that I am I, excited. Uh, because management's work schedule, because of the demands of honestly having eight puppies, four dogs, three cats, and two untrained, unhoused, broken, cage-free teenage sons, we haven't had much time in the last month plus. We have not started watching Tent Lasso. We have not started watching The Mandalorian. So what little time I have, it's uh, I I I've I watched uh, Shrinking. Oh yes. Um, Jason Segel is great. He really is great. And I'm telling you, there's this newcomer, this Harry Ford guy. Uh, okay. you, you you keep your eye on him. He's Harry Ford, eh? Harry, Harry Ford, that guy, that that guy. Whoo! Hmm. You know he's kind of new. I I have I I don't think I've seen him. Uh, star on a TV show before. A young gentleman? You know? No, no, an older guy. Distinguished looking. Very, hmm. very distinguished looking. It's funny that you just get, you know, at any age, really. Like, there really is no age when oh, you'll hit. Look, hey, our buddy Al the Toy Guy, I cannot talk about certain things because uh, very litigious companies with very stringent um, uh uh, do not uh, disclosure agreements, NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. That guy's killing it. And same thing, like late 60s, mid 60s, like I'm retired. Maybe I'll do this once or twice a week. Killing it. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, but this this Harry Ford guy, I you know, you you keep your eye on him. You know, if they I think Harry season, Ford, for, for an older gentleman, I just wanted to put it out there, maybe go with a more distinguished first name, like uh, spice up the Harry. <sighs> You know, I'm thinking like Harry Styles or Prince yeah, Harry. Yeah, no, yep. You know, maybe maybe something longer or more distinguished is what I'm saying. Look, I, you know, maybe, look, if there's a second season, you know, maybe the kid will look into it. You know, yeah. uh, but uh, good, uh, good, good, good. You know, for this guy kind of new to TV, kind of, kind of good at his craft. Uh, I, I have, I've really liked the show. Isn't I've really liked the show. Nineteen. 19- 13 or what the fuck was it 1893 was that there was some other show where it was like a yellowstone spin off oh, i don't know i i i will I, look hey i'm a fan of the kids i'll i'll see what other work he might have out there uh speaking of other work look we didn't talk the oscars we won't go into it uh but uh okay. pretty good pretty you know i i mean uh the whole the whole harrison ford and um 1884 by the way is the harrison 1884 ford. you know the, the the giving the award to the kid and, no, wait, and the never hug. Mind. Never mind. Stop. Strike that. Reverse that. There is no eighteen eighty four. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm derailed. You know. You what? Let me derailed. tell you why I suck as a podcaster. Oh, don't limit it to podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I just only have enough time to tell you why I suck as a podcaster. <laughs> Touche. Well played, Joe. Well played. Um. But yeah, the, the, the Oscars. The Oscars were fun, you know. I don't think there was many surprises. The the place, the people who you thought were going to win won. Uh, I mean, I mean, I didn't watch the, the Oscars, but Kiwi Kwan winning for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Maybe it wasn't a surprise because I didn't see the movie. But um, yeah, I mean that 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 kind of it kind of floored me. Like when I when I saw the news and I saw like the 
the presentation and then like his speech, I, I got emotional. I was like, yeah, you know, Jesus. And I, I didn't think about this, this kid really. And, you know, cause he's about my age. Um, I didn't think about him forever. And then all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, uh, he's, he played data in the Goonies and short round uh, in Indiana Jones and the uh, Temple of Doom. And then uh, that was pretty much it until like he also did that movie he he did encino man with brendan fraser so which was great because brendan fraser sorry brendan fraser also academy award winning and so it was great all all the a being pictures of the hug from the set of indiana jones and here it is 40 years later hugging you know on the stage of the oscars and his speech was great um yeah you know i mean it was great to see so much representation and and the other speech where she was saying Hey, if you look like me, this is possible. Like, like this is possible. Is and, that Michelle Yeoh? Yeah, and, and again, two thousand and three, you know, twenty three, and we're still having those kind of firsts. You know, it's like, hey, it, hey we're there now. Great, you can't undo the past, but hopefully, we're hey, better. That, moving that, and they know this means another ten more years of white winners. So yeah. you know what we can kind of, we did we did the whole Asian thing. That's you know that was so, so twenty twenty three. And the whole thing with the, with them getting the the awards is in the movie, they play twenty different characters. It was mm-hmm. one of those time jumping around type things. And in this reality, he's this. In that reality, he's that. So it was you know about and and then in the same scene in the same sentence, you're you're being taken over by you from another dimension type thing. Don't spoil it. I haven't. Seen hey, it. dude, it's been out for a year i'm about to watch it i have it on my plex now and, and then when the bomb drops and the uh, unicorns come in yeah. no but it was great um and, and i think jimmy kimmel did great mm-hmm. oh you yeah know, with, with, uh, with uh, the uh, crisis uh, team on yeah, ready i didn't see all the uh the jokes but i re- even reading them usually when you read jokes they're not they don't translate as funny but i was reading them in one of the articles about like every single will smith jab that they could take um they 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 took and they all landed i think they were all pretty funny so we're going to wrap this up well you know um i had there the bruins uh, the bruins lost two games in a row people are like are they slumping turn around the next day and had another shutout it's like they lost two one goal games on the road late you know it's fine everybody and at this point you know as we know in new england breaking regular season records uh let's see check notes means shit you know, there's one thing and one thing only. Are you are you you know are you holding a cup, holding a cup at the end? At the end? end. Yeah. That's it. That that is it. So birds are great. Um, but we didn't talk the Chris Rock special. Oh yeah. You got any quick thoughts on that? Uh, I I enjoyed most of it. Yeah, I know. I really enjoyed it. It was um it was good. I watched it live. I watched the pre-show, and I watched the post-show. Uh, they were uh very funny. Uh, I thought it was classic Chris Rock form because he was angry, you know, and you we were just waiting. It's like, when is he going to get to the Will Smith? I know he's going to save it for the end, but when is he going to get to it? How is he going to work it in? And, you know, he does a, a nice 10 minute rap at the end and kind of a mic drop. And it was really good. I mean, he got into his um, like some family stuff. Uh, he got into, you know, and he also like it, it being live, like he actually fucked up a joke and he, you know, had to like make that known he's like oh i fucked up the joke and then he had to like you know redo the joke 
but because it was live, it was like, you know, that raw energy. Um, yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it and I, I hope that the Netflix does more of that stuff and HBO would do that, you know, constantly in the seventies and eighties and nineties, Yeah, you know, those live uh, specials, but it was a big deal for Netflix because it was their first one. The, the whole bit about going back and rewatching the movie when he's, when Will Smith plays a slave. Oh yeah. Just to get him, and, watch and, him get whipped. And rooting for this, By, rooting, rooting for Massa. You hit him harder, Massa. You hit him again. You know, like, and we're oh. doing a Chris Rock impersonation, everybody. Yes, it's not no a stereotypical voice. Oh, Listen, was... I love white people, but I hate honkies. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, that, that that was great. Okay, well, well, you know, my my parenting tip early on was, you know, yeah. You, you can make him do certain things, but with something like the arts, I can make him take piano lessons and guitar for a certain point, but I can't say, you go sit in your room and write a song that would have been a B-side to a Beatle White Album single, or you're not going to get fed. That's stuff you can't do. So uh, so at, at this point, I, I can be his cheerleader. I can just drive him like everything else, but we can talk about it. Um, but yeah. Yeah, my parenting tip is like, yeah, you know, I gave, I, I showed him that this world is out there. What he does with it is now his. Uh, but, but you know what you're doing, parenting. So we'll, I'm turning the rest of the show over to you, my good friend Joe, who didn't kill me, moving a TV, uh, <laughs> despite all the visions in my head at the moment. You know, like, but, but, but I, hey. Calling myself out. I'm the one that when we got it to the second floor, I'm like, all right, I'm sitting down for 10 minutes. Uh, I'll call myself all the names about, you know, being old and this being hard. And, well, you know, that, that's fine. Hey, you wouldn't have gotten me so worried if you were just stronger. Yeah, you know, no, so you... true. So true. Like when I was and I was I was 100 percent where I was wedged in. I was like, dude, I got it. I got it. It's fine. No, it's not crushing my face. I put my face there to balance it. And I was serious. <laughs> but from that point, looking down, I can only imagine what you're seeing. I'm watching a I'm looking at a 45 degree angle television, you know, basically aimed at my friend's head. So yeah, it was a little worrisome. And and, and me being the one at top up top that has to muster the strength to lift it up above the one step to get it to the landing um you know what uh it's over now so uh, thank you for that thank you for the tv i will cherish it always at least while i'm here and um yes any any, any more um light gun games I'll, or any screen grabs that i think are worthy to send to you i will send to you so um and you know thank you for your parenting tips thank you for your comedy thank you for letting us letting uh, us into your world and uh, bringing us into your world um you know it uh it, it is quite the uh quite the thing we do here you know we don't think there's enough entertainment um out there or we think there's too much entertainment and we're kind of trying to make it less entertaining by <laughs> uploading our crap every other week um I guess there will be no, uh, maybe there'll be a sideshow next week. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I talked to a couple, uh, I wasn't even going to say anything. Shut up, Jacques. I ruined, I ruined no, everything. No, don't say, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Edit that part out. <laughs> I don't know if there's going to be a sideshow next week. Um, so I'm just like you. I'm, I'm like the common man, you know? That's why I think you should elect me as senator. 
Um, oh, Senator of Podcasting. I can be, you know, is there a podcast Senate? Um, you know, where would I fit in? I think I'd be the, I would be the George Santos, even though he's not, a, is he a Senator? Or no, he's just a representative, right? No, God forbid he would be elected a Senator. He's no Herschel Walker. Um, no, he was Herschel, that's another thing. Was Herschel Walker running for Senate? Was that what happened? Was that the deal? Wow. Senate. God damn, that's a major position in the U.S. government. To give that to Herschel Walker, almost. Oh, boy. Or Dr. Oz. Holy fuck. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with America? Oh, God. Oh, I'll tell you. It ain't easy being us. Uh, white men, that is. Uh, <laughs> now the jock's gone. Let me talk to you. Let me tell you what I really think about. Um, no, I'm not going to tell you my real true feelings. I want you to go out on a positive note. Um, so, you know, listen to this Beyond Id song that you've heard so many times before. I think Jacques run out of songs to play. There's only like so many that they can go to. Um, what is it? Uh, you, you, you played Other Break last week. It's not going to be struggly. That's too short. Um, it'll be something. Don't worry. Or maybe it'll be like a Beastie Boys song. Who knows? I mean, nobody cares. That whole, you know, licensing thing or whatever, that copyright thing, who cares? You know, just throw up uh, throw up Satisfaction by, <laughs> by the Rolling Stones. It'll be fine. Um, but whatever song you play, Jacques, don't forget. back I can't understand why I act so ethnic and so off the boat when all I am is a watered-down stroke I never stood out So I shined up me forehead And grabbed me a stout I pinned all me pants And got a brush cut I never wear socks And I act wicked tough With friends named McGee, O'Hallahan, and O'Flaherty. We act so Irish and so Gaelic, but all we are is just watered down pricks. Little, 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 little